0: It's 6am, rise and shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind.
1: And good Thursday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Thursday edition of The Grind. We're, we're here as the uh, the eve of the beginning of, of high school football is upon us. Actually tonight uh, there will be one game Gibbs at Halls that will kick off on Rivalry Thursday. Um, the Mark Packer group will uh, kick off unofficially uh, the start of high school football and and it is underway. Excited for what that looks like, uh, and and quite frankly, that's a really good uh, good thing that uh, he has has begun uh, as Thursday night kind of prime time game uh, that we'll see both Alcoa hit the, the 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 docket. There they'll actually hit off this Saturday. Uh, a little pregame show starting at six thirty, and then Blackman at Alcoa will start at seven thirty, and then later on in the season. Uh, you'll see Maryville at Bradley Central uh, to be be a focus point, and then they'll come back uh, to see Alcoa, but they'll have to head to to Johnson City to see Alcoa at Dobbins Bennett. But but anyway, high school is upon us, and, uh, and and this week we've had an opportunity to to kind of get out and do and uh, and get a little bit more involved. You know, with with COVID, it's been a little bit of a different dynamic because y- you really don't know. You don't know where you can go, how many people's allowed to do this, how many people's allowed to do that. No no longer is it just, well, Well, let's go see how many people's there. You, you really don't do that, or at least you shouldn't do that. So I go, I've been to, to Marvel's practice the last couple, you know, a couple times the last couple weeks. And, you know, last year there was, I mean, we're talking, I mean, there's probably 100 people every time I went. Just checking out that year's Rebels, uh, just doing what you can do. Well, the last couple of times it's been pretty limited. But the other day I, I was taking, uh, you know, I took the equipment and Jude and I and, and Carson and Chris, you know, we were trying to trying to get ready for what's going to be a really nice Friday night n- tomorrow night. Again, shameless plug, check us out on WGAP, 105.9 FM and 1400 AM. But um, it's it's upon us. You know, I, I sit here and I go, Man, it seems like it's been three years since March. And, and you know, that's a that's a statement you hear a lot, but it's coming to a head tomorrow, uh, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a really good one. Uh come uh, come tomorrow night when the lights come on, there's fans in the stands, albeit a little limited, uh fans in the stands and uh and young boys, uh young and some young ladies if you're talking on the soccer field. Uh, you know there there are there are young student athletes uh, that are ready to uh to to one get a game going, but two kind of to put some uh, some positive spin on what has been a rough year uh, for everyone. Uh, I don't know that anybody's just been booming, and so uh, nonetheless, tomorrow night is the start or tonight for for Halls and and Gibbs, but tomorrow night is the the official start. Of high school football, so excited about what that looks like and uh, and what that's going to be. But let's kind of stay on the positive note. Uh, y- you know, high school football kicks off this week, but but college football is really facing some uh, some financial challenges. Uh, I say that because you know you're talking about hundred thousand seat stadiums, eighty thousand seat stadiums that are gonna that are gonna come in around 15, 25, that level of of volume. And that's a big difference. I mean, when you take away the concession stands, you take away that traffic in the bookstore, in the the, uh, the souvenir stands, in in, in all of the, the hoopla that is a Saturday in the South, uh, college football dynamic, there's a lot of money to be lost. And so over the last few days, few weeks, there's been some releases uh, about what's going to get cut, how money's going to get cut, what's going to happen. And uh, yesterday, I believe it was yesterday, Yeah, yeah, about 18 hours ago. Uh, Grant Ramey releases a story about Philip Fulmer uh, releasing a letter that said he took a 15% pay cut uh, in 2020 and 2021 in their operating budget uh, to deal with kind of some of that COVID pandemic. And I know, you know, 15%, everybody's like, oh, well, he makes a lot of money. It said, you know, Philip Fulmer said, you probably know this already, but there are no different – uh, than any other athletic department in the country, they face considerable financial shortfalls during COVID-19. If, if, if and when SEC football happens this fall, Neyland Stadium will host a fraction of its capacity. He said that means this year we'll have to forego tens of millions of dollars in revenue in ticket sales, donations, parking, etc., uh, which is more which we need to fund student athlete scholarships, medical care, nutrition academic support, team operations, et cetera. And a lot of that et cetera is cleaning now uh, as they've had to incur uh, uh, actually more cost uh, to try to keep things sanitary. Fulmer said Tuesday that Neyland Stadium would have roughly 25% capacity uh, during the season, kicking off September 26 at South Carolina, the start of a 10-game SEC-only slate. But former wrote Wednesday that if the Vols get to play the season – the estimated revenue loss would be 30 to $40 million, um, a figure that would include the impact of limited attendance. And it said if Tennessee can't play football at all, um, the impact could very well double. So uh, Fulmer is just trying to put it out there be clear. He said uh, this message uh, was hard for me to write. He said it pains me that my loyal fans who want to cheer on the Vols won't be able to attend. This season, but amidst challenging circumstances beyond our control, each of us have an opportunity to make an impact. Uh, Fulmer in April of 2018 was signed a four-year deal that was uh, a million dollars annually. The contract would run through 2021. uh, Pays Fulmer three hundred thousand in base and six hundred thousand in supplemental, and and an annual one hundred thousand dollar retention bonus. In addition to the budget cuts, Fulmer wrote that Tennessee is not currently filling vacant positions and approving only critical spending while working with campus leadership to examine additional cost containment measures. It'll be painful, uh, he said. He said this isn't the, the end of it, it's only the beginning. Fulmer requested in the letter that fans stick in, stick with us, and consider converting football tickets and donation dollars to a gift to the Tennessee Fund. Now, I, I'm not sure, uh, again, where people stand on that and, and how uh, how COVID's impacted them. I think that dynamic and that decision's got to come from that. But fans that do so would receive bonus points to the Tennessee Fund uh, name names listed on a permanent tribute wall inside Neyland Stadium and an invitation to a celebration the night before the 2021 Orange and White game. He said, we cannot and will not – Lower our standards for our current and future student athletes, academic and athletic experience, physical and personal development of our standards for recruiting is at the highest level, he said. We also must absorb new and demanding costs of keeping our student athletes, coaches, staff safe, uh, as as you know, regular COVID-19 testing has to be done. And he said, to date since May, we've conducted more than 1,200 test within the athletic department. The Knoxville News Center reported that in July, Tennessee paid nearly $60,000 for its first round of coronavirus tests. Football players returned to campus June the 8th and basketball players on June the 15th. According to the report, which cited a record request, the Vols spent 59,000 on testing through July 8th. The total included 511 nasal swabs at a cost of 45000 nearly 46, and 268 antibody blood tests at a cost of over $13,000. He, can, he said, I came back to be your athletic director to stabilize our athletic program and win championships. He said, we're very close to reclaiming our rightful place at the top of the SEC. And he said, we cannot let this virus derail our progress. Our culture is extraordinary our coaches are recruiting at an elite level and our university administration is supporting us like it did in the great 1990 years. Uh, I know we are on the brink of greatness in football and basketball as well as other sports. Each personal account with us is important and he said collectively the support of those individual accounts will enable the future uh, with our uh, SEC perspective and our national peers. So I think I think coach former lays it out there pretty clean. He's saying, "I'm not asking you to take a cut. He said I'm taking one too." And and it it's weird like sorry, sinuses are giving me a fit this morning, but but you know, Philip Former is a different dynamic. You know, if Dave Hart, Jimmy Cheek, uh, you know, name any of those guys that you want to mention, uh you know, uh, John Curry, I don't know why his name was escaping me, but John Curry, you talk about uh, even even Mike Hamilton and those guys, if they speak, you you sit back and you validate the relevance of their comments. Has this got an angle to it? Is this one of those things that you, you, you don't know what the deal is? With Fulmer, I, at least for me, it's a different dynamic. I, I sit here and I go, oh, yeah, Fulmer knows what he's talking about fulmer been there. Fulmer's done that. Fulmer, fulmer has, has seen the highs and lows. So you kind of, or at least I do, I give Fulmer the benefit of the doubt. I feel like he's speaking the truth. I feel like he doesn't have a reason not to, quite frankly. I mean, he came out of a retirement situation where he was the face of some local businesses to become the athletic director. He will have that opportunity when he's done athletic directing. So I don't think he has a whole lot of reason to not tell the truth. And I think that's what gives me confidence in Philip Former just kind of laying it out there. Uh, in the in in a pun that I saw, he he lays it out there, just all orange and white. And I feel like it twenty twenty will be one of those. And I think that contribution wall is kind of an interesting thing. I think that's a way to to at least be recognized for for some sacrifice, some some uh, you, you know some benefit, some some help, but. I think there's going to be a lot of people that are that are upset about not being able to attend a game, and and it's going to change their opinion of the university. I got news for people. They're doing this across the country. Maybe different dynamics. Maybe different push points. Maybe different things. But unfortunately, they're doing it. I mean, it's a thing. It's it's something that's going to be be around for a while. It's something that's going to be sticking with us for a minute, and ultimately it's something that uh, is going to change the landscape for for the foreseeable future. Uh whether it's you know corona unless they come out with a they a, a very strong uh vaccine, uh, this is something we're going to live with. Uh, coronavirus will be in our in our list of things to get vaccinated for. Or not get vaccinated for. I feel like that's at your own risk, but um I just feel like that's that's a thing. That's uh that's those are things that are going to that are going to really um, spin us in or out of control is how we control ourselves. And 2020 can be a one-year uh, asterisk on on history history of of college football, of high school sports, of of sports in general. Or we cannot control it, and and this is uh, we have to shift a new norm uh, for the reality that is those sports. So. Uh, I think Philip Fulmer is just laying this out there. He, here's the impact. Here's why we're asking you what we're asking you. And ultimately, all of you aren't going to be able to attend these football games. So, uh, I think when it comes from Papa Former, and I know Jeff gives me a hard time for calling him that, but I think when it comes from him, uh, you get a little bit more out of it. You you take it a little bit more to heart, and you feel like it's not a pointed comment. It's a uh, with-us-together kind of comment. But uh, Philip Fulmer speaks, and I listen, so uh call that sheep call that what you want uh but papa fulmer knows uh knows the deal so anyway let's uh let's take us a quick break uh listen to our fine sponsors when we come back i want to talk mlb i want to talk come on man as this cat hernando Tatus, uh for the padres is catching too much slack over knocking a grand slam we'll talk about how he gets the conversation and then ultimately why unwritten rules are unwritten for a reason We'll talk about it on The Flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 850 AM and streaming at WKBL.com. We'll be back. You don't want to miss it.
0: Your hometown alternative to ordinary sports radio, 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports.
1: Or go to DonnaCry.com. M-I-G is an equal housing lender.
2: 2020 has been anything but predictable, but there is one thing we can count on, football will be back. Blunt Broadcasting is proud to remain the radio home for two of Tennessee's most successful high school football programs, Marable High School and Alcoa High School. Each team looks to repeat as state champions, and your support is needed to get these great programs off and running here in 2020. So, if you or your business would like to support these great student-athletes and great coaches, then help Blunt Broadcasting get their games on the radio. Give us a call and let WGAP and WKVL Radio get working for you. Give us a call at 865-724-1100. That's 865-724-1100. Or shoot us an email at info at WKVL.com. Let's work together to get your great business and these local high schools the exposure they have earned and deserve.
1: Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time.
3: Your local Blunt County Community Food Connection is still open, serving local families in time of need and hardship. We provide prepackaged groceries to help meet your nutritional and dietary needs. The Community Food Connection is open Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. until noon for drive-up delivery only. Residents are asked to remain in their vehicle so that our volunteers may safely distribute the food. Directions as to how to enter and depart the facility will be clearly displayed. We thank you for your cooperation and look forward to serving you at your Blount County Community Food Connection.
2: or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865-389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense.
3: El Jimidor Mexican Grill. Authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimidor offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimidor Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Himidor Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new
1: user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say I don't like social media, but I like podcasts. We've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcast and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything the grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Got golf. <laughs> IguaniFarmsgolf.com. 970-7132. Let me start by saying thank you to the listeners of Blunt County's own Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, host of WKBL's early morning show, The Grind. If you like real talk about real sports and you kind of like hearing it from a familiar voice, give us a try. Catch us live each and every weekday morning, 6 to 7 a.m. and each and every afternoon, 2 to 3 p.m. That's when it hits the radio dial. But if those times just don't work for you, check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. Again, that's the Grind on sports. Com. You can listen anytime on your time. Archive shows available 24-7, 365. Thanks again, and I hope you enjoy. But until then, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on.
0: We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion this is sports radio from a fan's perspective you're listening to the grind on 100.9 fm 850 a.m rocky top sports
1: Welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Thursday edition of the Grind. As we as we move to baseball uh, again, talked a little Tennessee, talked a little uh, financial impact, a little Philip former discussion, uh, but we're going to move to baseball. And and what I want to start with is a little bit of come on, man. Uh, and I say that I in my Chris Carter voice by saying, you know, during during Mondays. Monday night's box score, the Padres Rangers. Uh, San Diego shortstop, Fernando Tatis Jr. hits a grand slam. In the eighth inning, Tatis came up to face one Nicasio uh, with the bases loaded and sent a 3-0 pitch over the right field wall at Globe Life Field. The homer put the Padres up 14-3. At the 3-0 count, Padres manager J.C. Tingler said that he gave Tatis the sign to take the pitch and not swing. He said it's a learning opportunity. He'll grow from it. Tingler said after the game, uh, Rangers manager Chris Woodward explained disdain with Tatis's home run and claimed that it was challenged the unwritten rules in today's game. Tingler worked with Woodward last year, so there's an added layer to the reaction. Tatis's grand slam and both managers' postgame comments have, unfortunately, reuni- reignited A feudal debate over baseball's unwritten rules. We've rounded up reactions uh, from a local bunch of, uh, I guess, primetime guys. And um, and, and it's kind of a question of uh, reality versus what people think the purists want to see. Um, (laughs) Red's lefty Amir Garrett didn't hesitate to brush off the idea of unwritten rules in 2020. Uh, He basically just said, I don't follow unwritten rules. Dot dot dot. Uh, that was very shortly after the game. Hall of Famer Johnny Bench uh, thinks everyone should swing on a three-zero count. He said, "So you take a pitch. Now you're three and one. Then the pitcher comes back with a great setup pitch, three and two. your full count. Now you're ready for a ground out into a double play. Everybody should hit a three-zero pitch. Grand slams is a huge stat for Tatis, and uh, he should be happy with that." Uh, and, again, he retweeted the Athletics Major League Baseball post about the uh, reaction to unwritten rule. Uh, Tim Anderson of the Chicago White Sox questioned why Tingler didn't support his player, adding that the game wasn't over yet. He said, this this is why the game has stopped growing, why the manager don't have his back. This is his words. Again, grammar, grammar forget about it. Uh, why the manager don't have his back through whatever anyway. Uh, the game wasn't over yet. Good swing, bro. Don't apologize next time. Let this sit in. Um, I've got to agree. Tatis's Grand Slam got respect from uh, Eduardo Rodriguez and Reds right fielder Trevor Bauer. Uh, as it said, 3-0 count rule, you just have to pitch better if you don't want that to happen. I never see that rule, and I take myself as an example because I'm the king of 3-0 counts, and this is coming uh, from from a uh, a lefty um pitcher and he's saying, you know uh they're in those situations because they're really critical and they're really good if 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 a walk came at three0, then why throw the fourth pitch? It's just my opinion, It's just my opinion. he cranks one, it goes up 14 to three and is is the score some indicative right there? You know, it's already out of hand, da-da-da-da-da. Well, they come back and beat you 12-11. to Is it really out of hand? It's just my opinion. Trevor Bauer said, hey, Taddis Jr., listen up. Number one, keep swinging at 3-0s if you want to, no matter what the game situation is. Two, keep hitting homers no matter what the situation is. Three, keep bringing energy and flash to baseball and making it fun. And then four, the only thing you did wrong was apologize. Stop it i like it I, I like it i you know right hander colin Mahew, McHugh, uh was pretty straightforward he said swinging in a 3-0 count should not be against any rules no matter the score before a game i would always look to see what percentage a guy swings at 3-0s if it's over 20 percent, it means i can just groove one the guy who will never give you a pitch at the plate are the toughest at bats so uh, again uh colin McHugh continued to go on with that uh he said, in this data-driven baseball age, there's nowhere to hide. If you have a tendency, it's going to be exploited. Swinging at 3 O's to me, is the same as swinging at first pitch. Uh, he said, if you do it enough times, a pitcher can't game plan as well for you. Uh, I think that's a really good uh, insight into that head of the pitcher. Uh, Just a conversation of unwritten rules in baseball left twins right-hander Trevor May completely flabbergasted. And again, this is a, uh, an article from CBS Sports MLB. It said the unwritten rule conversation is happening in baseball uh, lately is absolutely wild. Uh, Trevor Plouffe, uh, a retired MLB infielder, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he said unwritten rules are, in his words, air quotes, stupid. He said you, you were taught coming up uh, to swing, he said, but it's okay to change when you learn that things you were taught are stupid. Uh, Rangers manager Chris Woodward on Fernando um, he said, I don't like it personally. He said, you're up by seven in the eighth inning. It's typically not a good 3-0, good time 3-0 swing. It's kind of the way we are, we were all raised in the game, but the norms are being challenged. Um, <laughs> Trevor Pluffs also Plough Pluff whatever, he came out and he said, this is my heel, I'll die on it. 3-0 swings should be a regular part of baseball. No matter the score, at me all you want. The only thing wrong is that it might get your teammate hit because the opposing pitcher had his feelings hurt. Um, So is the the wrong in the act or the wrong in the retribution? Um, I I don't know. I I don't know. I I think it's funny. You you saw the world come unglued because people like Reggie Jackson stepped up and said, Fernando Tatis, keep playing hard and playing great. It's a pleasure to watch you. Love your success and the Padres rise to be a winner. And he says, keep leading the way. It ain't easy to hit home runs. Keep bringing energy to the game. We need players like you, an all-star. Anthony Rizzo uh, says, "Anthony, he he said, if we're supposed to take 3-0, then the pitcher is supposed to throw us a fastball on 3-1. He's saying, you know, if if you don't want me to hit it, don't throw it across the plate. If you want me to not swing at it, put it in the dirt. Put it to the outside. Put it somewhere where I'm not going to hit it because I think I think at this at the end of the day and and again this is a different dynamic because Taddis is a, is a really nice hitter he's a really good up and coming baseball player he's I mean he's trying to make a name for himself he knows that that given the fact that he's building a resume as a hitter, not many of those balls are going to go across the plate that clean that good and that he can get that good a hold of. So so did he shrug off the sign of the manager? Did he did he not understand it? Who cares? Who cares? At the end of the day, there's nothing in his contract that says, you know, you get this much bonus uh if you have this on-base percentage, if you have this slugging percentage, if you have this home run level. But if you if you break some unwritten rules, we're going to have to renegotiate. We're going to have to look at this. To me, if it's that big of a rule, write it down. And if it's not, shut up about it. Point blank, end of story. But to me, Fernando Taddish Jr. Uh, cranked them home runs. If they didn't want you to swing at the fourth one, they'd let you walk at three. I mean, that's my opinion. Uh, Scott Miller says, Tingler says, that he's, it's a teachable moment. Uh, he said uh, he, it's all about signs and and missing taking signs. And, and, you know, honestly, Padres fans need to be happy that he missed it. I mean, you you would have been you would have been taking that that uh, that grand slam away from Tatis uh, should he not turned on that one. So to me, uh, Tingler needs to tell him thank you and and you know, you know. I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just sitting here and I'm reading all these. Uh, y- you know. <laughs> Reading all these responses and and I think it's it's hilarious because there's not a person other than those two managers that thought it was a problem. Looks like, uh, you, you know, I think it's uh it's one of those deals. You know, how many times have the Padres been on the other side of it? Nobody came to their to their credit then. So the fact that they they finally had a good game and then this guy gets a gets a you know a situational home run that's going to be remembered and going to be a nice stat line for him to remember. I don't care. Let them fuss. Let them fuss. Like I said, if it's that important, write it down. But in other baseball news, uh, because again, that that is a rabbit hole that has no positive ending. Yesterday, uh, there was some games on the docket. The Blue Jays knocked off the Orioles five to two. The Blue Jays now sit at ten and eleven. The Orioles fall to an even twelve and twelve. Uh, the Phillies drop a game to the Red Sox. The Red Sox uh, in one of their rare victories of the season, six to three over the Phillies. They now sit at seven and eighteen. The Phillies sit at nine and ten, respectively. Cardinals knock off the Cubs nine to three. One of the rare losses uh, for the Wrigley Field Wranglers. Uh, the Cardinals now sit at six and six after the long hiatus, and the Cubs fall to 15 and 8. The Reds fall to the Royals, 4 to 4 to nothing, and then in a doubleheader, the Cubs avenge the Cardinals' early game win in a 4 to 2 victory, taking the Cubs to 16 and 8 and the Cardinals down to 6 and 7. The Tampa Bay Rays knock off the Yankees. Uh they improved to 16 and 9 after a 4 to 2 win. The Yankees fall to 16 and 8. The Indians beat the Pirates 6 to 1. Indians are now 15 and 9. The Pirates sit at 4 and 16. The Mets beat the Marlins 5 to 3. Reds get the Kansas City rolls in the second game of the doubleheader. Reds now after Wednesday 10 and 12 on the season 5 and 5 on the road. The Royals now 10 and 15, 5 and 5 at their home ballpark. The White Sox knock off the Tigers 5 to 3. Brewers over the Twins 9 to 3 and the Astros knock off the Rockies 13 to six the Padres beat the Rangers six to three to improve to 14 and 12 Rangers now fall to 10 and 13 Athletics knock off the Diamondbacks four to one the Mariners beat the Dodgers six to four Mariners now eight and 18 and the Dodgers it's like looking in the mirror they're 18 and eight the Giants knock off the Angels seven to two and postponed uh, due to issues. Due to rain issues, again, I guess now you have to differentiate uh, the Nationals and Braves uh, makeup game. The makeup game for this makeup game will be September the fourth. So just rolling right along and plugging it in, getting it in where it fits in. So that's kind of the the standings and the schedule uh, for then. Uh, as the weekend goes along, they're going to get more and more complete. A lot of these teams uh, will be nearing halfway point by the end of the weekend. But if you look at the standings, the Yankees still sit atop uh, the American League East, but the the advantage has trimmed to a mere half game. Uh, Half game back is the Tampa Bay Rays. Four games back, the Baltimore Orioles. Four and a half back are the Blue Jays. And the Red Sox round out the AL East at nine and a half games back. Again, systematically eliminated, in my opinion. Maybe not numerically uh, eliminated. In the AL Central, the Minnesota Twins hold a half-game lead over the Cleveland Indians. Two games back, the Chicago White Sox. Five and a half back, the Tigers. And six games back, the Kansas City Royals. Uh, The AL Central tightening up as well. The AL West, the Oakland Athletics, uh, lead the way. They have two and a half games on the Astros, six games on the Rangers, nine games on the Angels, and nine and a half games on the Mariners. So, Uh, Again, the Oakland A's have uh, proven that they have have been good out of the gate in the short shot, and we'll see if they can make a 60-game push uh, to take that division. But the Astros hard-charging, coming back a little bit. um, No trash cans involved that I'm aware of. Uh, The National League, the NL East is led by the Atlanta Braves. They are a game and a half ahead of the Miami Marlins. Philadelphia Phillies are two games back. The New York Mets two and a half games back. And the Nationals, the defending World Series champs, sit three games back in the a- NL East and last in their division. The NL Central see the Chicago Cubs with a four-game healthy four-game lead in their division, 16 and eight record over the Milwaukee Brewers. The St. Louis Cardinals sit four and a half back. The Reds five games back, and the Pittsburgh Pirates ten games back. And in very much that same Red Sox scenario probably systematically eliminated. Uh, in the NL West, the L.A. Dodgers uh, lead the way in that category, finally overtook the Rockies, and have done so in dramatic fashion. They are now four games ahead of the Rockies and Padres that are tied there in the second spot. And in fourth would be the Arizona Diamondbacks, and then the San Francisco Giants sit eight games back. So it's Dodgers, Cubs, Braves in the National League, and it's Athletics, Twins, and Yankees in the american league with the expanded playoffs and the the more entries uh there will be opportunity for second place teams in said division to do do some damage so i think if you're if your team's like uh, i think the rays are in in good position in the in the al to to make a a push for one of those wild cards or or at large kind of bids and i think if you look at it the rockies are in best place uh to do so uh in the in the national league so Uh, We'll see how those things shake out, but ultimately, uh, as it goes and as it progresses, uh, baseball is continuing to mow right along. A lot of these teams, if you count, uh, have about 24, 25 games under their belt uh, in a 60-game season. Uh, We're nearing the, air quotes, all-star break. Uh, Not that we'll have one, but if we would, there would be halfway, and then we'll push to finish this thing out. But I think teams are settling into their identity, and I think over the next couple weeks, uh, as we definitely get into the second half, uh, we'll see uh, who rises up and who fades away. But as we uh, need to fade to a break, we'll listen to these fine sponsors. Listen to these sponsors of Rebel Radio and Alcoa Football uh, here this fall. Uh, Listen as the break and uh, go support these local businesses. But we're going to listen to them. And then when we come back, we're going to talk – nba in the bubble does lebron still have it is the portland trailblazers a spoiler what's the storylines of the bubble we'll talk it all on the flip you're listening to the grind 100.9 fm 850 a.m and streaming at wkbl.com we'll be right back you
0: don't want to miss it
1: or go to donnacrye.com. MIG is an equal housing lender.
3: Tired of your current job? Looking for a career change? Want to stay home in Blunt County? Then check out the many job openings and company career pages at bluntareajobs.com. Here you'll find complete job descriptions and an easy application process. Don't waste any more time. Get to searching for your next career You can find One Area Jobs on Facebook and Instagram.
1: Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out The Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time.
0: In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit SalvationArmyUSA.org.
2: 2020 has been anything but predictable, but there is one thing we can count on. Football will be back. Blunt Broadcasting is proud to remain the radio home for two of Tennessee's most successful high school football programs, Maribel High School and Alcoa High School. Each team looks to repeat as state champions, and your support is needed to get these great programs off and running here in 2020. So if you or your business would like to support these great student athletes and great coaches, then help Blunt Broadcasting get their games on the radio. Give us a call and let WGAP and WKVL Radio get working for you. Give us a call at 865-724-1100. That's 865-724-1100 or shoot us an email at info at WKBL.com. Let's work together to get your great business and these local high schools the exposure they have earned and deserve.
3: El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimidor offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Hemador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Hemador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blount County Sports.
2: Again, phone number is 865-389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense.
1: Have you heard about or seen The Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into The Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media but if you say i don't like social media but i like podcasts we've got those too you can download the grind podcast on apple podcast and google play music directly from the website it's a one-stop shop for everything the grind check us out online thegrindonsports.com that's thegrindonsports.com
3: the wood pellet pre-booking event has arrived at Rule King. The middle of summer is the perfect time to begin storing up for your wood stove in the coming cold winter months. Rule King is the perfect source for your wood pellet needs. A 40-pound bag is just 3 dollars For the pre-booking event, the minimum order is 50 bags, and you pay just 10% up front and pick up your order by Halloween. So stay warm and cozy this winter by stocking up with the Wood Pellet pre-booking event
0: at your neighborhood Rural King, America's farm and home store. In response to the COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak, and in what the Blunt Partnership sees is the best interest of its visitors, employees, and community, Taste of Blunt, slated for September 10th in Maryville, The Townsend Fall Festival scheduled for September 25th and 26th at the Townsend Visitor Center and the Best of Blunt Awards, booked in October, are canceled. The events will not be rescheduled in 2020. These fall events are cherished productions that the community looks forward to annually, but the current environment is not conducive to holding large events where physical distancing is difficult.
1: And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Thursday edition of the Grind. As we as we get off the diamond and go into the bubble, uh, we'll talk NBA here on the last segment of today's show. About 15 minutes till the top of the hour. A lot of storylines to be had as the playoffs have begun, and uh, and and it's trimming down uh, quite nicely. Last night, the the Raptors defeated the Nets. Uh, 104-99, that series is now a 2-0 lead for the Raptors. Uh, you look at uh, Fred Van, Van Fleet, uh, had 24 points, 5 rebounds, 10 assists, as Jared Allen led the Nets with 14 points, 15 rebounds, uh, and 5 assists. Uh, again, the Raptors with a 2-0 lead in that Eastern Conference first-round matchup. Uh, the Jazz beat the Nuggets 124-105 to to draw that series even, uh, the uh, the Nuggets, uh, 105 losers there to the Jazz, 124. The leaders, Donovan Mitchell for Utah, 30 points, one rebound, eight assists. And Nikolai Djokic, uh, he was Denver center, 28 points, 11 rebounds, six assists. Uh, a game that a lot of people are going to watch, the Boston Celtics. Uh, Took a 2 0 lead in the Eastern Conference first round series with a 128 101 win over the 76ers. Uh, Joel Embiid led the way for Philadelphia, 34 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, but not good enough for Jason Tatum's Boston Celtics as he scores 33, 5, and 5 to lead the way uh, for the Boston Celtics. Uh, The Mavericks beat the Clippers 127 114 to draw that series even. Uh, the Clippers, one of the the stronger teams in the Western Conference, uh, really has their hands full right now with Luka Doncic and uh, and the likes thereof there in Dallas. But one twenty seven to one fourteen uh, really was a a pretty strong uh, third quarter. I mean, really, if you look at the the stat sheet, it's like a three or four point difference in a lot of quarters, I mean the second and the fourth was there there was only one point difference in both those quarters. So it was a first and third output by the Mavericks that made the difference 127 to 114 and like I said, Luka Doncic with 28 8 and 7 uh and Kawhi Leonard led the Clippers with 35 10 and 2, but not enough because the Mavericks get the win 127. Uh, to 114 if you look at the games that are on the slate for today you'll see lebron back in action but the heat and the pacers uh, will start things off at one o'clock today uh and again jimmy butler and the heat looks to take on malcolm malcolm Brogdon and the uh and the indiana pacers that series sits at one and zero in favor of the heat let's see if the pacers uh can answer the thunder rockets series will get back underway right now the houston rockets lead one to nothing Chris Paul and OKC. We'll see if they can do anything with the beard of James Harden and the Houston Rockets. The Magic's and the Buck. The Magic and the Bucks uh, will get back underway. Orlando currently leads the series one uh, to nothing. Uh, and I'm gonna totally butcher Orlando Center's name, but Nikola uh, Volcevic, uh, He is averaging 19.6 points per game, 10.9 rebounds per game, and nearly four assists per game can he do anything with Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks currently Orlando leads the series and the Bucks look to even things up and then at the shocker I guess of of Tuesday night uh the Lakers being beaten by the Portland Trailblazers the the, the kind of wild card late entry eight seed into the Western Conference uh, knocks off the one seed that will send shockwaves uh, but between Damian Lillard of Portland. And, uh, and LeBron James of the Lakers, I expect this one to be a very good matchup. If you look, six and a half points is the L.A. Lakers' positive line. Uh, they are favored in this game, uh, and, and I think they will even the series uh, because nothing is more aggressive than LeBron James coming off of a loss. So uh, the Lakers' trailblazers will be the nightcap. It's a 9 p.m. start on a Thursday. Got to love that. They're in Florida used to i would be like well it's a west coast game yeah not so much so anyway i guess they're catering to those laker fans and uh, and getting it out there um getting it out there nonetheless but uh y- you know uh i'm i'm just uh i'm kind of getting into basketball now that it's in the postseason uh the bubble has been a little different for me i think it's interesting uh the the back screen and and the fans and and how they they keep the music going and different things But I will say it's hard to keep my attention because they don't play much defense. I mean, I think if you look at all these scores, uh, everybody's over 100. Uh, Basically, if you don't score 100 points, I can tell you you're the losing team. Uh, 104 was a winner, 124, 128, 127. On Wednesday, on Tuesday, uh, 122, 113, 123, and 100. So, uh, yeah, not a lot of defense to be had, but nonetheless, that's the game that we're playing in. And so you either like it, or you don't. And uh, that's kind of where we're at. But uh, basketball is, again, continuing to be positive. Uh, the bubble works. And, uh, I, you know, I'll be interested if college basketball uh, looks to do some of that because it, it, it is a dynamic that has very much uh, flattened the curve. I mean, I think that was a buzzword early in COVID, uh, flattening the curve. And it has is, it is much done that. And it's allowed us to uh, have some opportunity. Uh, to uh, to see a return to play uh, for the NBA. Talking about return to play. Talk about where they're sitting now. Postseason NHL is is underway as well. I know Jeff Jeff would normally be here, but that daily grind kind of bit him a little bit, and so he will be back. Uh, it's just uh, not today. So we're gonna we're gonna honor Jeff in the discussion of the uh, NHL. And Jeff, if you're if you're listening or even listening to the re-air. Um, I hope I do you well. That's all I'm saying. Uh, if you look at Wednesday's games, the Lightning defeated the Blue Jackets in the Eastern Conference first-round matchup Game 5. Tampa Bay closes out the series and wins that series 4-1. to one. So the Lightning move on. The Blue Jackets go home. The Carolina Hurricanes and the Boston Bruins. Boston closes out the series 4-1 to one with a 2-1 to one victory there in Game 5. That first round is complete. The Bruins move on. The Carolina Hurricanes go home. Uh, the Avalanche uh, defeated the Coyotes 7-1 in Game 5. Therefore, the Colorado Avalanche win the series 4-1, and the Coyotes will exit the Hub City. Uh, the Flyers fall to the Canadians 5-3 in the Eastern Conference, fifth game. That series will still stay alive as the Canadians are fighting uh, to stay with it, but Philadelphia still leads the series 3-2. to uh, the Canucks beat the Blues four games to three, and uh, Vancouver actually leads that series three to two now. So the Blues are in 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 uh, in limbo of potentially getting ousted after winning the Stanley Cup just a year ago. Uh, you look at who's going to play tonight uh, in the NHL, and I know uh, this is riveting. Uh, information that anybody's interested in. The Islanders and Capitals will take will take center center ice tonight at eight o'clock, starting at eight uh, on NBCSN. Uh, New York leads the series three to one, so they could potentially oust the Capitals. Uh, the Stars and the Flames will hit the ice at ten thirty, same station NBCSN, and uh, currently Dallas leads the series three to two. So this one will be. Uh, both of these are potentially. Uh, series deciding matchups and uh, and again with the closeout uh, last night of several series these guys will probably need to stay pace and try to go ahead and close things out so can New York do it can Dallas do it that'll be the question that's answered on NBCSN but uh, that's hockey in a nutshell and ultimately uh, that's sports uh, talk about NCAA football uh, a lot of the uh, I don't know if you've seen I don't know if you've seen all the, the hoopla that is uh, college football right now. It, it's all over the place. You're in the SEC. It's ten games are slated. We're ready to play. Come on September 26th. That's in a nutshell. Uh, ACC, it's, uh, well, we want to play, but North Carolina just shut the doors. Uh, yesterday, uh, North Carolina halts all athletic activity uh, as positive tests continue to pour in. and And, unfortunately, across the country, uh, a lot of these positive tests are coming from parties, uh, that it's somewhat, uh, it, it's somewhat known that that coronavirus is present. So I don't pretend to understand that dynamic, but I also don't pretend to, uh, condone that dynamic. So, you know, at that, at that rate, I think you got to do what you got to do. And, uh, and I think you discipline accordingly, honestly, but, uh, but anyway, that's unfortunate. Uh, you know, the, the Big Ten has decided they will not revisit postponing fall sports. Uh, I think that's a little bit of a travesty, uh, you know. And and we're here at the the top of the hour, so I don't have time to completely dig in. But again, uh, if you have a, an opinion, hit us up on social media. Call us tomorrow. Uh, we can do whatever. But Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren said on Wednesday uh, in an open letter to conference community that said that uh, overwhelmingly in support of postponing fall sports will not be revisited. Uh, The decision was thorough and deliberative uh, and based on sound feedback, guidance, and advice from medical experts. Uh, Despite the decision to postpone fall sports, we continue our work to find a path forward to create a healthy and safe environment for Big Ten student athletes to compete in the sport they love in a manner that helps prevent the spread of COVID-19. The Big Ten has faced significant backlash over the timing of the decision, which came just six days after releasing a schedule. Uh, coaches, athletic directors, fans have publicly and privately expressed their frustration. They said, we understand the disappointment and questions, uh, but uh, in light of releasing a football schedule only six days earlier, uh, we got new information. He said, from the beginning, we consistently communicated our commitment to be cautious uh, in, the, in the areas of health, safety, and wellness. And he said, this is why we took simultaneous pass in releasing the schedule while also monitoring the spread of the virus and and acting quickly in that regard. Warren cited too much medical uncertainty and too many unknown health um, risks as its impact to student athletes was the big reason for the decision. And he lists several primary factors uh, in the president's decision, including uh, transmission rates, et cetera etc but he said the Big Ten has re- assembled a return to competition task force that will make plans for a turn to fall sport competition as soon as possible he said in an evaluating winter and spring models uh, we will explore many factors including number of football games that can reasonably be played and uh, and then basically Warren sought to clear up the confusion in an interview there on ESPN he said yes there was a vote My understanding is the Big Ten has never talked about the voting process or the results. Uh, There was a vote by our chancellors and presidents uh, that was in support of postponing the fall season. Uh, He said, from a communication standpoint, I can do a better job and I will do a better job uh, to communicate better. But again, uh, a decision-making standpoint, we believe we were methodical in our decision. And we asked our medical advisors and experts to provide us with professional medical information and the decision was made based on that medical information. I don't get it. Uh, we have certain rules and regulations that provide us the opportunity to come together, work together, and build an environment uh, to allow our young people to compete. And uh, basically, some has criticized uh, Warren, uh, the athletic or the the commissioner of the Big Ten, and his son Powers Warren, uh, which is a tight end for Mississippi State and the SEC, is one that will play. Uh, he has not checked out. Uh, he has is, he is not been one of those that have, have chosen uh, not to play. So, again, that's a dynamic uh, that, that does ask questions uh, more than gives answers. Uh, Randy Wade, father of Ohio State defensive back Sean Wade, said he's not satisfied with Warren's letter and still plans to protest peacefully Friday outside the Big Ten headquarters in Rosemont, Illinois. It's, gonna, it's going down now, uh, Wade said. I had one poster made. I'm going to have two now. Uh, Randy Wade said he takes issues with the fact that Warren's son is going to play for Mississippi State while his son is sidelined at Ohio State. And Wade said he realized his protest may be off or not, but it's going to happen. Got to love the consistency. Got to love the passion. He said, I'm not saying anything's going to change for me going up there, but I can't stand for uncertainty, and it's not enough. He said, I need to know what percentage needs to go down. Uh, how you want things to happen to make it better. Uh, Warren won't be at the office on Friday uh, telling him that his conference office has been closed because of the pandemic with his employees working remotely. So I'm sure he's going to get a lot of press, a lot of opinions. And, uh, you know, hey, thing is, you, you don't know the impact of your actions until you do it. And, and both positive and negative can come from this, and we'll see. Uh, how that shakes out. But, hey, uh, we're up here against the top of the hour. Don't miss tonight, 7 to 8 p.m., uh, the the Blunt Broadcasting pregame preview show as we're going to talk about Alcoa's matchup with Blackman on Saturday, and we're going to talk about Maryville's hosting of the William Blunt Governors there on Friday night. Skeeter Shield Stadium is the place, and WGAP Rebel Radio will be uh, the location. You can hear it. So, again, uh, high school football is back. College football, at least in the Southeastern Conference, is pushing for a return. Major League Baseball in swing, NBA in the playoffs, NHL in the playoffs. It's like sports are alive again. We'll talk a little bit more about that and have Jude Ellison in the studio tomorrow to preview the Rebels and the Governors and speak a little bit to the scores and potential around East Tennessee. We'll talk it all tomorrow. You don't want to miss it. But for right now, you're getting back to SB Nation. And what is your source for sports right here in Blunt County? 100.9 FM, 850 AM and streaming at WKBL.com. If you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on.